Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from our ways? This is the lament that we hear in the first reading today from Isaiah. Basically, why can't you just make us do the right thing, God? Be the helicopter parent who keeps us from wandering. There is purpose in this life, that's why. Purpose that is revealed in our faith. That living life, we can come to know the love of God and in thanksgiving, give that love back to God freely, now and into eternity. But you may say, this would be a lot easier if you just make me do the right thing. Instead of relying on me to choose it because I'm too distracted. I don't have it within me to keep up or meet the expectation I think you have, God. Is that resonating with you? I've heard myself make those assertions in my own life over the years. But St. Paul reminds us today that we are not lacking in any spiritual gift. We have all the tools we need to do the good work. So what is the good work, you might ask? Well, I pose to you that it is to fully commit our lives to Jesus Christ. To align our will with his will so that we are all in. So that we are all in, in our faith. Because he doesn't want just a partial commitment from us, a little bit of you for God, and a bigger bit for the world and the devil. No, he wants all of you. And that can only be given by me through freedom. We've got to realize that freedom isn't doing whatever I want to do in my life. No, freedom is to choose life or not. Life equals Jesus Christ, true life. And if your life doesn't have that as the focus, then it's really just an illusion, isn't it? Have you ever been made to do something and then resent that you were made to do it? You know, kids feel this way a lot from parents. But eventually... Children grow up, and when parents aren't there telling them why they should do something, eventually they have to make the choices in life for themselves. It didn't matter whether it was for your own good or not. You may resent it just because you were made to do something that you thought you knew better about. When we're adults, we think as adults, and maybe we choose wrongly as adults. We're given this life to live so that we can learn from it that what our faith teaches is valuable and necessary. But we can't make people follow it. You can't make your kids follow it. You can't make your spouse follow it. You can't make your neighbor follow it. Jesus, too, won't make people follow it. They will have to decide on their own. Each and every person has to learn this on their own through discerning what is good and what is bad. What gives life and what leads to death. But this can only function properly if we are being watchful and alert. Jesus speaks these words today soberingly to us. Be watchful, be alert. Now that's easy if we're excited and enthused about something 
If you've gone to a pilgrim on a pilgrimage or you've gone to a conference recently on spiritual growth, you might be really enthusiastic and you're connected. But in those times in between when it gets hard, distraction creeps in and we lose sight. We fall off the path. We become tired and distracted. You have to dig deep for strength to remind yourself what a blessing this life is. So too we need to do this with our faith. Faith is something that we can lose being excited about or enthused about at any moment if we're not being watchful and alert. We have times when we are passionate and feeling awake, but there are times when we lose heart. We lose the passion, even the desire of God. Now, there are many things that can cause us to lose sight, to lose that alertness in our faith. It's hopelessness, pride, lust, desires of earthly things. That distract us from the invitation to stay on the path with Christ. Stay on the path. It's hard. Christ makes that clear. It's going to be hard, but it is fruitful. The other path is not going to be fruitful. We come this Sunday of Advent with a hope as church that we can stay connected, that we can help others reconnect, that we have mercy on ourselves and connect to the heart of the faith that not simply to follow the laws or the motions of the church or not to succumb to the distraction of the holiday season. We come here to be recharged Yet this Eucharist, and we should be encouraged by this, and we should encourage others by spending more time in prayer, particularly during this season. I mean, Advent starts today. If we just spent for the next few weeks, 10, 15 minutes a day, praying, or just sitting, just quiet and listening, what, Lord, do you have to say to me today? Is there anything I need to hear that all this noise and distraction is drawing me away from? To be watchful and alert to Christ in us, around us, and acting through us. Try not to be distracted by the noise, but be calm and aware of Christ's desire to come into your life if you let him through your freedom. It's coming together as church who is alert in the face of all the distractions of today. All these things like we hear today on the news about war, about the climate, about economy. They become distractions to you and I if we aren't helping one another remember that we are Christians. That we are people of hope. There's plenty to be negative and down about But we are people of hope. We have something that we are to share with those who are distracted and unaware, who have no hope. Advent is the season of hope. The promise that was spoken of by prophets that will be fulfilled. The Messiah will come to return the world to God's original plan. We wait. We watch. We prepare to celebrate. To the extent we do this well, to the extent that our lives are a celebration of the presence of Christ in the world, to that extent, our entire lives are a celebration of Christmas.
Again, as St. Paul reminds us, we are not lacking in any spiritual gift as we wait for the revelation. He reminds us that God will keep you firm to the end because he is faithful. And by him, you were called to fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord.